I had an amazing leader, Tom, that taught me so much. And one thing he used to say to me from time to time was this, Hanch, if ifs and buts were candy and nuts, it would be Christmas every morning. (laughs) Today on the Champion Forum podcast, we discuss how great leaders do not allow their weakness to become excuses. This is the Champion Forum Podcast with Jeff Hancher, the forum for leaders, champions, and dreamers. Welcome back to the show, everyone. It's your biggest fan, Jeff Hancher. You know, as funny as that quote is that Tom used to say to me, it has stuck with me to this day. Among other things that Tom instilled in me, of course, it was not just that. But I can't tell you how many times I have used that same quote on my own children uh, when they come with the ifs and the buts, right? We all have the ifs and the buts. You know, there was more than one time that I would go to Tom and begin to explain to him why I wasn't able to do something or why I wasn't qualified to do something that he needed me to do. And although Tom was a very supportive leader, he was basically telling me that I can either develop the skills or delegate the skills, but I needed to get it done. In essence, he was teaching me to embrace my areas of weakness. You see, when I began reporting to Tom, it was the first time in my 11-year career that I was beginning the journey of changing divisions in our company which forced me to learn new products, people, and build credibility in this new division. I didn't know any level of product knowledge. I didn't know many of the people, and I had no street cred. So this was all brand new. I had, I, I, if I would have kept going down this road and spending my time focusing on my shortcomings, I have a feeling that the tenure of the new assignment might have been very short-lived. How about you, listener? Have you ever found yourself the internal case of being justified? You know, you're building this case of justification inside of your mind because of your weakness. You're in this place that you're justifying what you don't know and why you're falling short on expectations because you have areas of weakness. And I will say this, being justified, it feels real, real nice, but I assure you, that it will prohibit you from growing as a leader. The biggest mistake that many leaders make is feeling like they need to know everything and become an expert at everything, and this is simply not true, and it will never be true. Sometimes the key to embracing your weakness is getting the right people around you and exercising a level of humility to admit that you really don't know everything after all. Leaders are not expected to have all the answers. But a leader's relationship with their flaws is crucial to how the entire team functions. Too much of this pride or denial or fear, they all get in the way of of any level of success that you're going to have. The key to all of this is acceptance. Great leaders start with acceptance of their weaknesses. This does not mean that you are incapable of leading just because you don't know everything. Flaws are proof that you're a human being, 
Now, there's a line here. You can't just be a derelict and not know anything and say, well, you know, Jeff said we don't need to know it all. You better know a lot. Uh, Let's start there. But you don't have to know it all. Fully embracing your weakness, this is a tremendous practice of humility. And humility is a vital quality in a leader. If you practice humility as a leader, you know that there are gaps you cannot fill, that others may be able to. This is very humble. This type of leadership, it enables you to put trust in the skills of the team that you have built. That, that's saying something. And, and not only is that saying something to you, it's saying something to them. Not being able to acknowledge your own imperfections, I will tell you that's a weakness all in of itself. On the other hand, accepting them makes you a stronger person and a better leader because your weakness can be the very thing that keeps you from becoming stagnant in your own leadership growth. Think about that. Let that, let that sink in. The weaknesses that you have can be the very things that prohibit you from becoming stagnant. It's easy to associate success with strengths. Babe Ruth was a home run hitter and, you know, down the line, right? But acknowledging your weakness can catapult you towards accomplishing way more. This is the catapult. Only narrow-minded leaders think they have it all together, think they know everything. These are the leaders, and you know who you are if it's you. They're the fake it until you make it. Trying to keep a perfect, strong image can lead others to believe you're only showing a narrow sample of your true self. Nobody likes this flawless perfection because it's not real. Oh, it's like, you know, we keep hearing this stuff on social media about filters and all this, and there's people running around saying, no filter, no filter. People are loving the vulnerability. But then there's these people, it's like, have you ever seen this? Like, this is crazy. And if you do this, I'm not hating on you, but man, you meet the person in real life, finally, and they've been using filter after filter after filter, and you meet them at a business conference or something, and you're like, who are you again? Like, it's unreal. There's nothing perfect out there. And opening yourself up to the vulnerability of sharing human, relatable flaws, it leads people to see you as an honest and trustworthy leader. Now, look, know the line here, because if you're just parading around, hey, everybody, I'm kind of dumb. Hey, everybody, I don't know anything. Hey, everybody, I don't know what I'm doing. Hey, everybody, I don't even know why I'm in the role. What were they thinking? You have crossed the line and, and you, your credibility is shot. But there has to be a balance here of showing your weakness. The wisest of leaders, they recognize their weaknesses. There are three areas I'm going to talk to you about that I have found the greatest impact in as I've admitted my weaknesses. And I think you'll find the same if, if you dive into these three. The first one is you begin to know who you can really trust. When you, are, when you are vulnerable with your weaknesses, you start to really know who you have around you. It's, it's often that when you're weak in an area, others are likely strong in an area. By knowing your leadership weaknesses, you know where you can trust others and what they're good at, and people start rising up. A great leader fosters an environment where others can utilize their own strengths. 
I mean, goodness sake, somebody help me if I would have even attempted to figure out on my own how to make this whole podcasting thing work. I mean, I'd still be trying. I mean, this thing's been in circulation for four years now. I'd still be at the starting gates trying to figure out how to plug a microphone into that red box that's sitting down the table from me right now. I'm not even lying. I'm a mess when it comes to this stuff. But not not only is this a breath of fresh air for you, but it literally helps to empower and develop others on your team. It's giving them a shot. By the way, isn't it true that people that are doing what they are good at often find more uh, enjoyment in their work? I know I do. I know you do. When you're doing what you love, man, you, you're thriving. You feel fulfilled. You know, me and this whole technology thing, I look back. I'm, I'm going to tell you this. This is the truth. On my team, it, it's laughable. It's, I mean, I am the butt of every technology jo- joke that there is. Not too long ago, I, uh, I put up a social media post where I had this grit face and my fist clenched, and I'm like, best caption wins. And there was a guy that helps me with Zoom technology on my team and some email stuff, and his caption was, uh, when you send another calendar invite, and it, re- it repeats to everybody on the group. And I'm like, wow, inside joke. I see that, a little zinger to the henchman. I see you. But the reality was I've become so vulnerable in my weaknesses that he's good with that, and I'm good with that. The long and short of it was every time I would add somebody to a group invite, all 50 people got it. And I started getting people saying, could you stop sending us all these invitations? And I'm like, oh, had no clue. It took me days to figure this out. And, and I, I called one of the, the person on my team and I'm like, I need help with this, man. Like people are getting really angry about this. And he's like, oh, just hit this box, that box and do that and this prompt. And I'm like, oh, okay, literally that easy. Knowing your weaknesses helps you honor the strength of others. And this guy was fulfilled. Like he's part of the mission. He's, he's helping get the content out. He's helping people grow as leaders because he knows that stuff and I don't know this stuff. It reminds me of the amazing story of President Kennedy when he, when he visited the NASA Space Center once. You know, back in his uh, reign as president, there was a race to the moon. First man on the moon. Is it going to be us? Is it going to be the Russians? It was a big deal. And so he's like, I'm going to go visit the NASA Space Center. And he's doing a tour of the facility and meeting people and checking out the technology and all this stuff. And he's walking down the hall and he sees this guy, uh, appears to be a janitor, sweeping the floors uh, with a broom. And so he takes pause and he walks over and he says, uh, hey, my name's John Kennedy. I wanted to introduce myself. Notice he didn't give title. I'm John Kennedy. Just wanted to introduce myself. Hey, uh, what's your name? What do you do here? And the guy said, hey, my name's John Doe, and I'm responsible to help put a man on the moon. Wow. Whoa. Wow. Now, man, we're at a different place here. Some leader somewhere honored this guy's gift, honored what he was doing for the team. Now, that guy that was pushing that broom may never see the inside of a space shuttle and surely probably won't be the person that put his foot on on the moon's surface. But somebody somewhere said, what you do matters and you are good at it and it's helping the whole team win. 
Knowing what you're not good at, it honors the strength of the other people on your team. This allows them to fulfill their purpose as well. And fulfilling a purpose enhances meaning. It enhances value to other people. Your weakness lets others know they matter. Your weakness makes you tolerable to the rest of the team when you acknowledge, accept, and you deal with your own mess. The second thing, it allows you to know where you need to improve. Although it's a good idea to trust others to lead in areas that you're not your your best at or they're not your area of focus, progressive leaders still obtain a minimum level of competence in their weakness. I didn't say you have to be an expert at everything. But if a weakness isn't pulled up to an acceptable threshold of competence, the weakness can rob you of credibility. Like I just openly admitted to the entire world, technology is not my thing. Like you're never going to see me uh, bust out a five-sheet Excel spreadsheet that has a formula a mile long so that all the numbers can talk to one another. Like that day is never going to happen. And I'm good with that. And my team's good with that. But here's reality. If I looked at my team and I was like, what do you mean by this copy and paste? I don't, uh, what's this? It would be like, are you serious? You don't know how to copy and paste font? Like that's crossing the line. Now, I don't know what that is for you, but whatever that is, there, we, nobody is excused from improving. You have to bring up a certain level of competence, a minimum level. And last, in my opinion, the most important one, it allows you to spend most of your time on your strengths. Every high-impact leader that I've ever been around, they have recognized their weaknesses so that most of the time and most of their energy they can, they can deploy towards their strengths. You know, the great thing about knowing your weaknesses is that it also allows you to know your strengths. If you don't know what your weaknesses are, you run the risk of spending significant time outside of your area of strength. I do not buy into the myth that you're only as good as your weakest link. I say nonsense. You can't tell me. No, nobody, on, nobody here, email me if you can. Tell me what Warren Buffett, Henry Ford, Bill Gates, Elon Musk, Steve Jobs, tell me what they were second best at. If I ask anybody, uh, what's Warren Buffett known for? Stock trading, investing. What's he second best at? Nobody knows. Nobody cares. What's Henry Ford known for? What's he, what was he good at? He was good at uh, creating the first automobile and engineering vehicles to make the automobile industry robust and give it the foundation to get to where we are today. Well, what was Henry Ford second best at? Nobody knows. Nobody cares. Now, I'm sure there were things that, like I said, at point number two, you have to improve your areas of weakness. But Henry Ford, Warren Buffett, Bill Gates, Elon Musk, they're going all in in their area of excellence and knowledge. They're going all in. They're doubling down on their strengths. So in closing, you're not great at everything. And the more quickly you recognize and embrace that reality, the better you serve your team and everybody that you're leading. Great leaders are not born. They are made. To become a great leader, you must immerse yourself in a process of accepting your weaknesses, letting them keep you grounded, and finding ways to improve. No more ifs, no more buts. 
I hope this episode allowed you to embrace your weaknesses and begin to expose them to not only create a stronger leadership brand, but also to endear your team. Until next week, own your weaknesses and keep turning that pressure into potential. The Champion Forum Podcast with Jeff Hancher. Lead. Inspire. Win. Win.